Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming away from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. We rock it out onto the football field where it actually counted today. Forget these pro football exhibition games. College games played today that will count in the regular season. Here to give us a recap and a look at week zero in the NCAA is one of our faves, CBS uh, college football writer from CBSSports.com, Ben Kirchable. Ben, Jody Mack here. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Good. Appreciate you coming on board. Do you like the term week zero? Sure. It's better, it's better than calling the power conferences, the power five and the other conferences group of five week zero is like very low on my list of names that i don't like <laughs> okie doke uh yeah it's actually i think it's uh, pretty original i've never heard of anything like it before and you get a handful of games every year in week zero that actually grab your attention not a lot man we've got some big games next week which i'll get to you uh, with you in a second uh but i was going back and forth between watching a big day at Saratoga, I'm a horse racing fan. I thought I was going to miss a bunch of races because I was interested in the UCLA-Hawaii game. Well, that made it easy on me. It was over by the end of the first quarter. Is UCLA a team to reckon with this year, or is Hawaii going to have a tough time being an above 500 team? Well, as far as UCLA is concerned, we're going to find that out next week. They play LSU, and that will be in the Rose Bowl too. I mean, if, if you know Zach Charbonnet is everything that he looked like, today and Dorian Thompson Robinson's more of the second half quarterback than the first half, then yeah, you might get some extra juice for this Bruins uh, LSU game, but that's going to be your test right there. As for Hawaii, you know, I I think a lot of it's going to depend on, on UCLA. I mean, that's an early kick for them as far as their, I'm going to go ahead and give you the body clocks uh, excuse. That's an early kick for them. Uh, First game of the season. A, a decent, I think, UCLA team that is in a pretty deep Pac-12 South. I don't know that I expected much different from that. I mean, that was a 17-and-a-half-point line. That seemed to go about as predicted. So I don't know that it says a lot about Hawaii season just yet. I just don't think they're in you know, the same class as you know, a, a team like UCLA. Understood. You mentioned the Pac-12, which last year was probably more COVID-affected than any conference in the country and just uh, tore up their season. Uh, They got a quasi-season done, but they're hoping to get a full season in this year. They got a team that can make it to the college football playoff? I don't think so. I mean, 
Oregon and USC would be your favorites, but I don't know that there's any kind of, of safe bet when it comes to USC, uh, at least with Clay Helton there. And then Oregon, it's okay. You know, they named Anthony Brown the quarterback, but it's, you know, Ty Thompson, the four-star freshman kid they brought in. I mean, is he going to take over at some point? Because they're going to get Ohio State in week two. Right. That's your game. That's how you know if Oregon's really in a playoff class or whether they're just kind of that next tier down. And I think that might be that second that second choice. Well, we'll know in a couple of weeks because you're right. That yeah. will basically dictate Oregon's chances to make a college football playoff. I don't think either the Fighting Illini or Nebraska will be talking about a college football playoff, but they get a conference game in this early in the season, and Illinois, after falling behind early, just basically ran Nebraska off after mm-hmm. that. What's happened to Scott Frost? We're only a couple of years removed from him being the hottest young name in all of college football. He's now had three straight losing seasons at Nebraska, and he's under scrutiny for potential violations. How badly has it gone for Scott Frost? Well, it's, it's gone pretty badly. I don't, I don't know that anything's changed with him, though. I think it, it's just it's not working out. It's just it, it was not what they thought it was going to be. And, you know, what the reason for that is, well, you know, he, he caught – a lot, you know, kind of lightning in a bottle with UCF, a place that, you know, even when they're down, like there's players everywhere, you know, and, and he was able to turn that around pretty quick, but then you go to Nebraska and it's just different expectations. It's uh, different recruiting. I think he brought a lot of his, his assistants from UCF to Lincoln with him. Uh, Do they have guys who really knew the, the, the area and the program and things like that? So I think there's a little bit of that. Clearly there's a development problem. Uh, and, and with Adrian Martinez, you see some flashes of it sometimes, but I mean, he was missing wide open guys today, wide open guys. And it's, uh, doesn't look like it's there for him. And I just, with Scott Frost, you just you walk away from that game. And it's like, you didn't play very well, but against Illinois, you're not even good enough to overcome your mistakes. I, I don't like to get hyperbole, especially this early. I, I think this is it for him. Yeah, I think he made a mistake. I know everybody wants to go back and coach at the alma mater, but I think he should have held for another year. And uh, if he had done another good job at UCF, he might have been able to land in a better spot than Nebraska. We're talking to our buddy Ben Kirchival from CBSSports.com. The alliance between the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC. I've read explanations of it from guys like yourself and others and I still don't quite understand what it's actually supposed to accomplish. I, I see the little things that can give them a leg up on. Is that all that this is? It's it just too difficult to try and put together a conference that big that would include all those teams? Uh, well, first of all, you not really understanding what the alliance is supposed to be. That's by design. <laughs> I mean, they came out. They came out. Jim Phillips, Kevin Warren, Pac-12's new commissioner. They all came out on what was it, Monday or Tuesday, and talked with the media for like 45 minutes. And at the end of it, we all had a team meeting, and we all went, what was that? Because that wasn't anything. There were no details. There was a lot of waxing poetics, but, man, not a lot of substance. And, like, they haven't even, like, signed a contract. Kevin Warren's out here. He's a former – or maybe is currently is an attorney. And he's like, you know uh, – we didn't need to sign any paperwork. We, we got to, we looked each other in the eye and shook each other's hands. I was like, what is going on here? Like what trip am I on? So it's very weird. 
they came out like I think a couple days later and said, well, what we want to do is reduce the number of, of conference games from like nine to eight so we can play each other more non-conference. I'm like, okay, that's at least a nugget. Yeah. Of, you know, like something that we can kind of hang on to. But otherwise, this reeks of like, well, the SEC did something, so we need to do something that looks like it's something but isn't really. And I think that's kind of what you're saying with that. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't just me. I was uh, wondering if I was uh, capable of doing my job because I didn't quite understand what they were trying to do. Um, I did also see that the Big 12 came out and said nothing imminent on expansion. The Big 12, which is down to the – Mid-sized eight right about now uh, with Oklahoma and Texas on the, in the offing of getting out of Dodge. Um, if they're not expanding, what are they doing? Uh, can they, do they believe they could hang as just an 18 conference? Well, is it the Big 12 who said that or the Pac-12? No, I Pac-12, think it was... Pac-12 said it was not going to expand. Okay. And maybe the, I might have missed something. I don't think I did, but I... I the last I saw, the Big 12 was looking into expansion. Uh, and that would make a ton of sense to me. I think they almost have to. Where would they be able to – do you think they can steal from another one uh, of the Big Five, or is it going to be all no. uh, smaller schools? Yeah, if you pursued any kind of expansion, I don't think you're talking about them plucking from anyone of note. I mean, they're not – they're not even part of the alliance that doesn't exist. What what do we think the Big Twelve is uh, in in the college football world? So if you're like a Cincinnati or a UCF or something like, bro, you want to go be like, you want to go join that? I mean, I don't know that your money changes a whole lot more. Uh, BYU, it might make some interesting sense, but I don't know. If there's a lot of candidates out there. I, this to me, this kind of round of things, Texas know you were very big moves but i i think when you come down to it i don't i don't know there's a lot of other moves to be made we're talking to ben kirchival cbs sports.com uh, college football insider here with us on cbs sports radio all right between the alliance of the pac-12 the big 10 and the acc the non-movement of the big 12 and the ever-powerful sec with all these machinations is it enhancing the chances for an expanded playoff, which has been discussed, but nothing has uh, been formalized, or does it weaken the chances for them to go from four to twelve teams? Well, I mean, it's it's not official, but it's what you know, it's what they plan to do. I think the thing now with the SEC expanding is the other conference commissioners are going, well, hang on a second, we went and did all, we planned this whole thing with you, and you had this, you know, ace up your sleeve the whole time. Let's pump the brakes on this. But, I mean, make no mistake, this is still where it's going. I mean, an expanded playoff is good for, for everybody, basically. I mean, even the teams that are, you know, from the mid-majors. Uh, so it's still happening. I mean, you know, I think really the question is more of when is it implemented? You know, the 2025 is a little bit sooner. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's coming. Well, uh, we'll see if it comes. If it does, how quickly will it come? All right, let's move on to week number one, which of course is next week because this is week zero. Two major games. You got number three Clemson at number five Georgia with. Uh, uh, please pronounce the Clemson's quarterback's name for me. DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. Uyunglele is, I guess, maybe the proper one. Yeah. 
Ui Ungalade. I'm going to keep practicing that. By the end of the year, I'm going to get it down because I think he's got an excellent chance at winning the Heisman this year. And JT Daniels, the quarterback of Georgia, is also got some Heisman consideration. How big a quarterback showdown is this? Or am I overdoing the quarterbacks and it's just two top five teams and uh, don't even uh, over overhype it because of the QBs, Joe? Well, well, the quarterbacks are, are certainly a story here. Right? The other thing, though, with Georgia is they, uh, they, they've had some big losses uh, in the offseason. George Pickens was their best wide receiver from last year. He's out with uh, an ACL tear. They brought in, uh, a kid in from LSU, Reed Gilbert, who was a tight end for the Tigers, and he's kind of moving over to more of a wide receiver spot. He's out for personal reasons. Uh, Tyke Smith was a big-time transfer they brought in from West Virginia. He's out with a foot injury. Uh, I think there's someone else on the defense, too. I mean, they're coming into week one a, a little shorthanded. I, I think they're going to need some some newer names to step up, especially in that receiving core. So uh, going to be a big game there, not only to see if Georgia is, you know, kind of above that you know higher echelon, but can you, you know, do it with maybe, you know, one hand tied behind your back a little bit. So I think that's the thing for Georgia. And then for Clemson, I mean, Uyunglele was great in his two starts last year. I mean, he looks like he's going to be every bit of what they expect from him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about two teams that have playoffs on their mind and that, you know, just those early season games can go a long way in dictating how you sort of view uh, the way that those teams, you know, play out. The other big game in week number one is uh, the top of the uh, dog pile. Alabama comes in as number one and have to open up against Miami. I give them the credit for an early season scheduled test against the Hurricane, who are in the top 20 at number 14. Two good quarterbacks again. Uh, Maybe not as good as the Georgia-Clemson matchup, but uh, Alabama gets a test in week number one. They're not going to lose Miami, are they? Well, that's the thing. You were calling it a test. I'm like, you know, these these week one games, even against pretty big programs, USC, Michigan, I mean, over the years, I mean, hasn't proven to be much of a test. And <laughs> Miami, you know, Derek King is, I'd say, more than just a pretty good quarterback. I mean, I, this is a kid when he was in Houston, had 50 touchdowns one year. I mean, he's uh, he's a real player. But, you know, Alabama just is, you know, defensively has just, a, you know, a lot of players. And then, yeah, they're really retooling on offense, but at this point, it's really more about, like, do you bet against Saban? I mean, just do you bet against him in these situations? The history says no, and, you know, we talk about Miami as a maybe as a dark horse ACC candidate. Again, you know, we they're if they go up against Alabama and hold their own, if they face Clemson, they, you know, they might have a shot, but if they go up and get steamrolled, it's not that they can't beat Clemson down the road. It's just that you look at Miami and you go, okay, I think we kind of know what this team is a little bit. Yeah, not not in week number one. I wouldn't mind seeing this game a little later in the season after Alabama's played some tough SEC competition, might not be at the top of their game. Yeah, they're probably going to beat up on the hurricane uh, here in the first week. Uh, I've seen a bunch of college football experts like yourself, um, and Oklahoma getting a lot of love as a potential upset college football champion this year. I call him an upset because anyone not named Alabama would be a little bit of an upset for your truly. Is that all on Spencer Rattler that people think he's going to be the best quarterback in the nation this year? Uh, he, I think he fits the profile of it, uh, plays in, in the right offense, but that's not all it is. I mean, he, I don't like throwing this out because people I think are going to take it the wrong way. I think he's Mahomes-like in his ability to make plays. Not calling him Patrick Mahomes. Not certainly not as big as him, um, 
or maybe as athletic as him. But his knack for making plays on the run, making hard angle throws, uh, I mean, he just, he's got that knack. I mean, he just kind of has that it factor, and his arm is tremendous. I mean, he just flicks his wrist and it's down the field. So I think he possesses some of those qualities, but I mean, it's not just him. Their, their offensive lines almost every year have been outstanding. Bill Beatonball probably doesn't get enough credit. Their wide receivers are excellent. Uh, Alex Grinch, I think, is, is making strides on defense, uh, coaching up that side of the ball. They're getting better longer on the defensive back end, which helps. So I think the vibe around Oklahoma is, yes, they have Rattler, but what they have is what they feel is a more complete team than what they've been going to the playoff semifinals with in years past where you run into this buzzsaw against Alabama or LSU, and you just defensively don't have the guys to, to at least make a stop. Uh, if I told you that there is going to be a non-Power 5 conference team in the college football playoff this year, it would surely be a surprise and an upset. Who's the best chance for that to happen? What team? Cincinnati. Bar none. They, you, they play, can... you, play at, you play at Indiana and at Notre Dame in consecutive games. I mean, that's, that's your test. And if right. you go undefeated with that, I mean, they're, they're starting the season in the top 10. And I know that the playoff committee does their own arbitrary stuff with the rankings. It's not tied into AP or coaches or anything like that. But if you start in the top 10 and you can't move up like five spots after winning 13 games and beating Notre Dame and Indiana along the way, 14 playoff, 12 team playoff, what are we doing? Yeah. Like what are, you know, what are we saying with that? So you know, there are a lot of good group of five teams that have maybe a case in most years. But if you beat Notre Dame and Indiana and then you sweep the AAC, I, come on. There is nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say about that. And that's exactly where I was going. Glad you and I are on the same page there. I'm not saying I think they're going to do it, but if they do run the right. table, there will be a case to be made for them yeah. to be in the top four at the end of the year. Ben, yeah. great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks much for the insight. We'll talk to you during the season, my friend. All right. Thank you. Ben Kirchival, uh college football writer of CBSSports.com, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jordy Mack, coming back to get the phones restoked. We've been talking plenty of football tonight, both college and pro. We can go there. We can jump back into the baseball if you so desire. You make the call, 855-212-4227. Get you on with the Mac man here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 